Dr. Tom Hairgrove, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service Specialist here at the Texas Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association Convention in San Antonio. Uh, we're talking about a number of uh, animal health issues today, Dr. Hairgrove. Uh, namely, uh, let's talk about the screwworm uh, epidemic that uh, uh, popped up in Florida, but now has since seemed to be under control. Uh, that's something to for our cow-calf producers here in Texas to keep a watch on, and certainly uh, beef producers across the country. Certainly, in, in other words, we don't want to, to get you know all all excited or anything, but we still need to be very very observant and. Uh, so what we got to remember that the screwworm is is just a maggot. It's gonna, but it's gonna feed on on live animals, and it doesn't. And, and of course, cattle certainly, even humans have been certainly reported. Small animals, dogs, cats, goats, any, anything. So, so I guess the message would be there: if you see maggots in a live animal, take some of those maggots, put them in alcohol, and send them to the Texas Animal Health Commission. Uh, again. It, most likely they're just going to be maggots but if you do find in other words if we've had screwworms we certainly would want to get ahead of it there's there's certainly anecdotal uh, stuff at, with the Florida uh, outbreak that that might have been around a little bit and it was just kind of missed in other words there was some some supposedly some small animals that had maggots in them or whatever of course you can't go back and totally identify them now but but uh, maybe that had been going on a little longer than people thought. So so again, not trying to alarm anybody. But if you do see maggots, you know, in your dog or or or, or whatever, you know, any other. But in livestock, just take some of those maggots, put them in in a little bit of alcohol. They have to be in alcohol, and then get those to the Animal Health Commission. Not only if if they're just maggots, that helps with our surveillance. In other words, we can go back, say. Uh, you know, we looked at 20 cases or whatever in Brazos County. They were all maggots. So that, that gives us better, uh, talking to our trading partners, whatever else, that gives us better history, you know, just surveillance of what's what's moving back and forth in the country. And, uh, you know, going back to the cow-cow producer and, and some of the issues they're facing with uh, with, with their, their, their health programs and so forth, we talked about antibiotic resistance and, and, and all that. Talk about uh, how, how producers need to be vigilant in their, their health programs. Okay, certainly. Uh, I spent about the last two years of my life looking at a lot of vaccination protocols. You know, what, what does the literature actually say about some of these vaccination, uh, you know, and I guess my take home message at the end is that these companies spend a lot of money with USDA approving vaccines with FDA approving drugs, use them according to label. And as long as you're staying on that label, you're, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, again, I can't stress enough, when you sit down with your vaccination program, sit down with your local practitioner. Your local practitioner understands your area, your county, your area, and again, your county extension agent, as Dr. Pascal said, a big part of this. They live there, they understand the dynamics, they probably know a little bit about your neighbors, stuff like that. So all of those things are gonna uh, impact how you develop a vaccination program. In other words, what vaccination is kind of like insurance, it's just risk. And so we're just trying to mitigate risk as much as possible. So 
So again, are kill vaccines bad? No. no. Are kill vaccines effective? Certainly. Are modified live vaccines bad? No. Not if all these vaccines are good if they're used in the context of what they were developed for. So again, be very careful about getting off-label, you know, for instance, giving modified lives to pregnant cows if, if, if they're not licensed for that. I mean, we, see a, we do see a lot of issues around the state with vaccine failure. Most of the time, it's people just not understanding the limitations of the vaccine or, or you know, sometimes they're given at the wrong time, the wrong amount, et cetera. So, so again, sit down with your veterinarian, work out a, a good vaccination protocol with your cows. We certainly want to stress the reproductive issues. That That's, you know, with your cow herd, but with your calves, you're looking more at, as you get close to weaning, developing pneumonia and stuff like that, maybe on baby calves, scours. Again, I'm not saying you necessarily do or don't need vaccines for all those things, but talk to your veterinarian and get a, get a good program. Or I'm Blair Fannin reporting.